0: So just to, uh, to begin from where we left off last time, this is uh, Ginter Kwan uh, study 2, study session 2. So we, we ended with conveying oneself to all things to carry out practice, enlightenment is delusion. So with those two uh, sentences, so either going towards or allowing reality to convey or move us. I just want to read that paragraph to uh, Tait to the last time uh, from Kumula, The Condition of Being Deluded. So he says, in this condition, we are always uncertain, never knowing which way to go or which action to take. We cling to what we wrongly believe is true of situation and act according to our mistaken ideas. As a result, we fall into much more difficult conditions. That would be the second error, right? As as many of you know. Okay, so this is what Dogen Zenchi is saying in the sentence: "Conveying oneself toward all things to carry out practice enlightenment is delusion." This means we take our distorted ideas and desires and move toward the world, trying to find truth of reality. We try to see and capture reality with our minds, abilities, willpower, and effort. We try to become enlightened in order to put everything under the control of the self so that our life is stable and peaceful. And then he says, this attitude, according to Dogen, is delusion. So it is uh, the difference between acting upon reality or reality acting upon us. So when we act upon reality, we exhaust ourselves to no avail to realize that at some point, we all realize that it doesn't quite work this way, or it doesn't quite work the way we want it to work. So sooner or later, we all realize it, but the sooner the better. So, uh, now to continue from there, from this, um, we go on to the paragraph, I don't know which number is that, but those who greatly realize the illusion of the dust, those who are greatly deluded in realization are living beings. Furthermore, there are those who attain realization beyond realization and those who are deluded within delusion. Now what's important to note here is that Dogen, it seems that Dogen is creating the vision between Buddhas and living beings. Right? But in a seamless reality, this is just not possible. So the statement is actually making distinction between the difference, the different ways uh, we interact with reality, which goes back to what I was saying before. We can either try to act upon reality or allow reality to act upon us. And the difference comes down to how we experience life, not to life itself, not to... Even chopping up is not chopping up, as we always go back to, right? but there is the illusion of chopping up and then there is the reaction of living in a chopped up reality. Because what we think dictates what we do. So if we think that there is another place to arrive at, then I am acting as if I am on the way to that place. So everything in my life will dictate that, will provide for that. And I will be convinced that this is true. So that's what he's talking about in in the first paragraph. So we have to see that while the mind sees it as two separate aspects, it's always one. Okumula says about that, "If if we are truly honest and sincere with ourselves, we will find that no matter how hard we practice, our motivation for practice is still based in some amount of self-centeredness. I want to be enlightened. I want to realize. I want to get rid of what I don't like. Dogen said that those who recognize the self-centered basis of their practice are Buddhas. Not those who get beyond it, those who recognize within it, in the midst of it. And then he says, So to awaken to this reality of our delusion, the reality that we are almost always self centered and unable to see the truth of impermanence and lack of independent existence, is itself Buddha. So let's take a few minutes. Just to open it up and see where we're at about it, if we are on the same page or if we
1: have another page. So,
0: 15. page 58. 15 no, not mine. I just wanted to let everyone well, know literally we are on page 15. 58. 58 on the hard copy. Yeah. So, where are we at with this? Uh, we agreed.
2: <laughs> I I think absolutely that, that that moment of awareness of when you're trapped in something is. What the practice has done for me, so when I'm going
3: through my day, and some kind of irritation arises, or some impatience, it's that ability to to stand back and go, oh, here it is, my impatience, and you know, I don't need to be sucked in by it. It's not me.
0: So what happens to the impatience at that moment?
2: At that moment, I it um, it's still there, right? But I get, I can sort of deactivate my nervous system a little bit I create some space, right, between me and it, mm-hmm. at least
0: when I'm lucky enough. So. Space. Okay. Space, right? Space, time. That's always good, right? You allow it more time, you allow it more space, you extend. It's right? Kind of okay. Expansion, right. Expansion in other terms, right? So there is the contraction of I know what I see, I know what I'm talking about, I'm convinced this is true. Then the expansion of, well, maybe I don't. Right? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, or maybe this isn't what I should be
4: focused on. Maybe life is too precious to be um, right.
0: getting caught up in my small opinions about everything. Right, so to not be so, so convinced that we know. Yes?
3: I find becoming aware of my impatience helps the patience and the impatience to merge together and to become like one thing for me um, and then in that moment i realized i'm somebody experiencing patience and impatience merged and that way i'm able to transform that energy into something else um, for whoever i'm working with like like most often it will be with my with my kids in my classroom um, it will be that merging of those energies and then able to relate to able to relate to others who i'm working with so i I feel i feel that awareness really that's what that does for me is it merges it It merges the two and they become one energy
0: yeah and, and and in this so yes something changes but here's the thing it doesn't change the way we expect it to change and it doesn't change as quickly as we want it to change. Right? So then we're left with that. We're left with, well, yeah, okay, this is it. But still there is the uh, discomfort. There is uh, maybe the despair, the dis- whatever is going on is still there. But it gives us another way to, it gives us a vantage point. Right? So to be within the mud, in the mud, but from a different vantage point. Right, so to see the the whole spectrum while being stuck in the mud, and also it gives a different uh, perspective to to the word mud or to the word stuck. Yeah, but it's <clears throat> it's only
5: regard to our emotions, regard to what like it's not. Well, it's reality, but it's not something that we are can touch. It's not. It's not something concrete there. It's it's something in our mind, right? It's not something our emotions or feeling. What is in Like like, it, it's not materialistic kind of way, right? It's only in our emotions, what we feel. What what is it? I'm trying uh, to... Understand. Patience or, or stuck in, a, in a, some situation that it's only in my, in my mind that I'm stuck or I'm in this kind of position or, or situation. It's not really. So if this is in our emotions or in our mind, so it's be, it, it's not have any form so if this is not having a form you can manipulate that it's so that you realize that in any way so it's not like you stuck there it's so that you have this realization you can change the situation or your feeling maybe but, but maybe
0: because you see it doesn't change anything yet it shows you that everything is not the way you think it is Although you feel it, it doesn't mean it is that, but you cannot necessarily push a button and then the despair is gone, and then you jump up and down with joy. I mean, you may have those moments of of recognition or realization, but then after that, you realize, here's the money. I still have to address those issues. I still have to work with them. So it comes down to how do I work with them, or who is working with them? Right? So and it comes down to to, to trust because remember that before that he was talking about the difference between being conveyed by reality or trusting or trusting something else right that, that I think I will be the one doing it right I am trusting an idea of me so I, and in that the despair is explained right and then here's why I uh, I feel this way. So instead of looking at how I'm feeling, I'm looking at him saying, he's the one, he's the reason why I feel this way. Yeah. So if I change him, I feel better. Right? So then, and that's what Dolin was talking about, to take the, the backward step that turns things, that shines this one here, rather than point at that. So we ask who is asking the question who is feeling despair? <coughs> who is going but to Obviously, then? you to yeah. Yes, but what is that? Which is the next paragraph, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah go. Oh. Why are you here? Uh,
1: <laughs> just the, the more I read and listen, the less I understand. But um, <laughs> I guess. But it's just like, where is the line drawn? Like I see in my like experience, okay, I see a reaction or, or a feeling in someone instead of saying it's him being angry, it's me or whatever, but when do I allow reality to just be, like I, I realize how easy it is to just be, like I'm angry or I'm impatient or whatever, why do we have, like why do I feel like, I feel caught up in the trying to change it, whether it's like, oh I'm just gonna sit and breathe, but it's still like, I can feel the non-acceptance from mm-hmm. what is happening I don't yeah. know if I'm making any sense mm-hmm. but it's just like even in my contemplation mm-hmm. still it may be my the self or my ego being super smart like deceiving me like yeah we're meditating but we're really not accepting like I still see the resistance of yeah. why do I have to go from impatience to patience in terms of like I understand why like but it's like what you just mentioned at the beginning, I do think I have to admit <laughs> like reach enlightenment just to just stop like mm-hmm. suffering like oh that's it I'm tired of suffering so I want to reach enlightenment, but that's is that really like the the approach like no, because you know like that's kind of like what i'm I'm kind of trapped in that like accept the things the way they are i this is it. It's happening. Patience is happening. Not try to transform it, but trans. That's the thing. I don't know when do you or when do I <laughs> decide to get beyond that without finding myself trying to change reality the way I wanted to change. Yeah. you know, that's to be
0: merged. It. To be merged doesn't mean to be uh, to just sit there and do nothing. It doesn't mean to you know to lay down and have other step all over you. It doesn't mean any of that. It doesn't mean anything actually. It means everything's wide open. Yeah. All directions are wide open, right? That's all it means, right? But it doesn't it doesn't uh, lock you to one position or another. It is just showing you that you are locked in a position that you have taken on for whatever reason. For many reasons, we do that. That's what he's doing, he's shedding light on the fact that you are holding to a position looking at reality from a, an idea of fixed position. And all he's doing is he's asking you, look at that. Is that real? Right? Examine that. Not, exa- not examine only how you feel, but examine the idea of fixed position in relation to a change in reality. Right? So all this comes out of the idea of fixed position. Now, again, Changing reality doesn't mean we don't do things. We do things, but well, we do them and we don't do them. We do them because we are allowing something to do through us. So there is doing. But it's much it's a far greater doing than the small me, acting upon reality, changing things. Of course, you know, if you need to say something to somebody, you get up and you say it. But not to protect an idea of separate existence. Because reality is saying, do this now. And when you listen to reality and obey it, okay, who am I to say I shouldn't do this? And how are we supposed to know that? I oh, mean, sure. How are we supposed to know that? No,
5: how are we supposed to say it right now? Because this is why we have to say it. Maybe yes. I should shut up. Right. How are we supposed to know what's what the right thing? thing
0: to do. I don't know. I'm going to ask Raisin. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know what Raisin thinks about. How are we supposed to know? It's a good question. What are our indications that we're doing the right thing? You can't say that. you, you never know.
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> How are we supposed to know? It sounds like Okay, you can go first. <laughs> I don't know
6: if he'll allow He'll allow that.
0: Only if you well, after. okay, yeah,
6: it's true. sure. <clears throat> well, um, I don't know. And sometimes I feel I know. Or not I know in the sense of I'm right, or wrong, but... I'm clear that this is what I'm going to do now, and, um, and then it's easy to do it. But a lot of the time it's like an experiment. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, how much is this really bothering me, and uh, is it time to say something or not? And then um, then I make a choice. And so sometimes I choose to try, And sometimes I choose to wait. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, if I choose to wait, there's more, there's continuing discomfort until something shifts.
0: But, um, I guess it's an experiment. So, before we answer this question, how about beginning with I will not judge by any standard, that's right. Now, how do I know? How do I know what to do? Not judging by any standards, means
5: what what does it mean so like first of all not to judge the situation and yourself and the other this is one this is education i mean this is telling you okay if i'm angry right now i'm angry because he did something to me or something else. And if he did something to me, this is my judgment that he's wrong.
0: But right, let me let me expand it a little bit. One so second. I'm gonna expand. We're gonna move forward, I'm gonna expand a little bit because yeah, we have to make sure that we our tendency is to narrow it down. We have to make sure we keep expanding it, right? Further and further. So to not judge means very simply, I don't although something doesn't feel good, I don't know that this is not the correct thing. How do i know if i don't judge how do i know that the situation i'm in is not exactly what i need in order for growth in order for expansion in order for benefit of all creation by which standards can i say this is wrong and by which standards can i say this is right we have to get away from you know this tendency to narrow things down and that's what we do because And that's where we go back to I am the one acting upon reality but if I'm the one being carried by reality, well, I don't know what is right and what is wrong. It doesn't mean there's no right or wrong in in day to day. It doesn't mean that at all. But it does mean that there is another aspect that we have to keep bringing in. It doesn't happen by itself. We have to maintain this aspect alive. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. Mm. And it opens you up to listen to reality. Mm. So we talk talked about this. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's well, I think. Uh, <coughs> okay. Back so up.
4: <laughs> one of the basic cons is all I know is what I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And within that would be this stance of um, um, trying to. Um, Trying to get as much information and trying to be as connected to the environment and to the people around you and so on as possible, Mm -hmm. but not with an expectation that this somehow crystallizes into some um, final structure or that there is an answer to Mm -hmm. the situation that you're in. It's um, to be. as intensely and intimately connected as you can possibly be mm-hmm. um but not with an expectation and i think for me at least of uh, late expectation is a real central word in this um, yeah. that um, expectations are so prevalent and so um, demanding us, um, uh, That um, the more we can limit um, expectations, the more the, the idea of knowledge becomes um, um, uh, a process instead of um, a product or a
0: goal. A living process, an organic process, exactly. Right, and you become an integrated part of that process. Yeah. Not an observer of the process, right. but an actual part of it. Right, you are. You are the process. You are, right. Yeah. And, and right. And that changes everything.
4: Right.
0: Not to the eye, not to the ear, but fundamentally everything changes.
4: And it also, um, in saying that it changes everything, you might be giving the hope that you yourself are changed right. some, which is true. Right. Um, and okay. by giving the hope. Right, exactly. And then yeah. you have to, to work, work with that. that, that expectation, too. Um,
0: Right, and also the expectation. So, so uh, a couple of weeks ago I mentioned we have to get out of seeing, falling down as a failure and getting up as a success. Because these are one of the things that trap us. I don't want to fall down because I, I see that I fail if I fall down. I only want to get up. How do I get up if I don't fall down? Right? I mean, the whole thing is one process, and that's the process that you're describing. It's a constant process in which I will fall down and I will get up. Thousands and thousands of times. But if I don't judge it as success and failure, I don't judge it. So I don't know what's falling other than reaching down to the ground or feeling the pain of falling down. It's painful. We can't deny that. Because the mud is muddy. So... Uh, i want to see if kaiju has anything to add or question or
3: okay
0: oh, uh, i think you're muted um
6: i've noticed a lot of times uh, when i try to uh, help people who can of help uh There's there's <coughs> really far-reaching circumstances in which i may not see and cannot judge what is going on because you just don't have a full picture. And any action that you take will have far-reaching or consequences. So it's important to kind of maintain the idea that you don't know anything. Yeah. And you, you actually have to kind of go with the gut feeling about what you think is right for the moment and be aware of that.
0: And, and at the end of the day, uh, there is no point in which we actually have a full picture. Mm-hmm. You may not have a full picture
6: 10, 20 years down the road. But they wake up one day and go, oh my God, I did the wrong
0: thing. But it doesn't mean we're not already the full picture. Right. We don't have the full picture, but we are the full picture. <clears throat> right? And that's uh, because otherwise we're paralyzed. We're paralyzed by, I don't know. So if I don't know, I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck. If I think that that only by knowing I am uh, opening up the door, right? Not knowing is, and that's actually the opposite of what we think. We think, right, conventionally, that not knowing means I cannot do anything. But what Zen is asking us is the opposite. In fact, don't know. Now, now do something. Right? Because then well, you're not gonna be disappointed. Because you go in without a specific expectation for a specific outcome. Maybe you'll be surprised. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else? Okay. I
7: just want just Yeah. I mean it reminds me a little bit, you know, like my son for example, that's does something, it breaks a dish. Yeah. Glass all over. Yeah. Okay, let's take the vacuum cleaner and clean it up. Yeah.
0: That's all. Yeah, but what if it was a very precious dish that uh, was given from generation after generation? Yeah, you still have to
7: do the same thing. You are still yeah. gonna have to vacuum it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but
0: what about the pain? Thing? Will be much deeper. <laughs> so yeah, it's yes. it's one of those things that. Um, and
7: sometimes, you, let's say you drive, you have to avoid an obstacle. You can't say what I'm gonna do, but you're gonna do something. You have to do something. Is it right or
0: wrong? You never know.
3: <laughs> I just see where it takes you.
0: Never know. That's why Dogen so, said going one mile east is going one mile west.
3: And is, I just want to say.
0: Say. Um, okay. Um, in, like in, the,
3: in the classroom, it's really hard for me to discern what to do with, with my kids when they're not, not behaving the way they're supposed to behaving, be behaving. And this past week, um, I, have, I have one kid who just can't sit still. He's always smacking somebody around. He's not, he doesn't hit hard. He just takes <laughs> one of his things. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's just, it's, it's, it's just one of his, I feel bad about myself, so I'm going to tap somebody with my lunchbox, my soft lunchbox. Or, um, and he's, you know, he's not tipping over chairs and desks. And he's not, um, he's angry. But, you know. And my aides always want him to be punished. I, they want him to be punished by me. And I'm, I'm stuck in that moment going, well, A when A happens, B happens, and then C happens, and then is that the right thing for the kid? So what I, really, what I really end up doing is not punishing him in the way that my aides want to punish him. They want to send it to the principal. They want to do this. They want to do that. No outside for the rest of the week. But what's really going on with him? And what process is he going through? And what's he trying to teach me? You know, It's really hard to discern. But I think that's what we have to do, right? Is just feel our way around in the dark In the dark, sometimes. Because it feels dark.
0: We'll open up to the possibility that maybe I don't see and maybe there are great benefits uh, that will be the outcome of that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. We live and die within this unknown. Mm-hmm. We live and die not known. We're born, live, die, not known. Can we accept it? All no. right. Then we yeah. Okay. So, uh, I want to keep going. So those who attain realization beyond realization, I said, Dobin said, therefore, about that, we should study the reality that no sentient or insentient beings are without knowledge from the time of birth. When there is innate knowledge, there is innate realization, innate verification, and innate practice. Thus, the Buddha ancestors being already the good trainers of being, have been respectfully considered as the person of innate realization. This is because they are born holding realization. They are people with innate realization being filled with great realization. They are thus thus because they study holding realization. So that's realization beyond realization, and then the, the second part, those who are deluded within delusion, he said people nowadays rarely <coughs> seek genuine reality. I think we would agree with that, right? We're all, if we seek it, uh, the question is how? what are we willing to do? How, how far are we willing to go in seeking genuine reality? So therefore, though they are deficient in practice with their bodies and deficient in realization with their minds—they seek the praise of others, wanting others to say that their practice and their understanding are equal. This is exactly what is called delusion within delusion. You should immediately abandon, abandon such mistaken thinking. I just want to add that my watching was once asked by somebody if he's enlightened, and he said, "I'm thoroughly deluded." <laughs> I, I'm don't thoroughly. see what
6: other
0: conclusion
6: one could come to.
0: I'm thoroughly deluded. Right? I mean, but that's, I'm thoroughly deluded, but the recognition of being thoroughly deluded Mm -hmm. is realization. (coughs) So, any uh, few minutes uh, so we can move on? Anything to add to realization beyond realization and delusion within delusion? Any questions? Any thoughts? Comments. Still it's a little bit difficult uh the concept. Yeah. It's
5: yeah I mean, not it's, easy
0: one. Dogen, Dogen's writings are very clear and very deep and profound at the same time. That's why it's so important to go through that. And that's why it's important to go back to to those to this text. Right? So you put it down for a while after we conclude this, which we never conclude, you put it down for a while and then six <coughs> months later, a year, two years later, we go back to it either together or personally and look at it and okay, what is my practice telling me about this now? Because our ability to hear changes, our ability to, to, to comprehend will change with time in practice. Obviously. Right? I find personally,
8: I love this study of Zen, because to me, Zen is all about, obviously, just being yourself and reading between the lines. And I I, I find that this constant reading between the lines, for me, is starting to develop, I guess, um, obviously a deeper practice, But what it's allowing me to do is it's allowing me to take everything that i thought or think that is concrete in my life and shed it let it go away to realize that the most concrete thing that we can rely on is just trusting and trust in not knowing like you said earlier which really kind of hit home for me is we're born and we die not knowing And if you can come to that realization and accept it, and and, I I laugh at, I know he says no so quickly, but I I think when we can do that, or practice to do that, I mean, it's a life-altering experience. And and I'm starting to see that common thread through every single lesson in Taisho and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and in our practice, and I think that's the thing that we need to focus on. I mean, obviously, we all think too much, and thinking is what allows us to think we have the choice to choose how we want to respond to our impatience or to anything else. I, I think knowing, if there is knowing, is is trusting. I think they're one and the same. Knowing is trusting. And, and and so it's. I don't know, I just, it's just a really cool thing to, to hear all of this put together. And I especially like the, the analogy of, you know, cutting life up, like we do. Um, at, you know, as a as concept, it's true. We, we can we can do that, and we can live a little slice of life, but the, the bottom line is we never really cut life up. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's important to remember when it, when it comes to personal issues that we have, that if we're feeling impatience or anger or, or so on, human behavior, human emotion, it's important to remember that at that particular moment, the spotlight is on us, and we have to remember that, you know, uh, we are not the only ones in the spotlight, Mm -hmm. that that light is actually vast and affects everything. Mm -hmm.
5: Trust, continuous expansion, (coughs) hold on, you sit here,
0: to know, is to trust
7: to, to trust, trust. To know is to trust that's in so
0: what that's yeah to trust in what in nothing to don't not always to, to trust right because you trust mistake. here's the no. when, when I I thing simply right if you trust in something that something is perishing is subject to disintegration it's going to fall apart so you are going to do all you can to try to make sure that this to prolong the life of whatever it is you trust in if you trust something you're going to get into trouble because it falls apart at the same time you have to trust something unless you trust nothing nothing is (coughs) is not subjective but nothing is something so stay with that just don't go somewhere else because we want you here. So, let's move on. Uh, when Buddhas are truly Buddhas, they don't need to perceive that they are Buddhas. However, they are enlightened Buddhas and they continue actualizing Buddha. So Buddhas do not know they are Buddhas, right? And we have to look at what does it mean to know, right? And you said to know is to trust, which actually is a good way to get into that uh, paragraph, right? So. What does it mean to know? Who is asking? And who will answer? Right. So if I ask what does it mean to know, well, who wants to know? Fine. I, I, maybe I establish I want to know. Okay. Well, who will answer? We have to ask. Before we go seek the answer, we have to ask, who do I think or presume will have the answer? Because obviously I think I don't. And I think somebody else does. Because I'm seeking for the answer. So one of you will give me the answer. Right? And if you don't, then, well, you guys are worth nothing. I'm we'll going go somewhere else and there's another group. Maybe they'll have the answer. Right? And what do we do? So to know, what does it mean to know? So, you know, when, say, body and mind drop away, right? Body and mind drop away. And, and the per- when the person is in alignment with reality, so the person itself, the person and reality, are non-dual. In non-dual or in non-duality, there is no knower apart of knowing. Right? I mean, there is no knower apart of knowing. Then how can I assume that I will at some point know? And I'm basing it on the illusion, or on a delusion of the one who is acting upon reality. But then when reality is acting upon me, then I am what I want to know. But the mind, the thinking mind, is limited, so then I cannot know it in the way the previous version wanted to know it. Right? So then, can I let go of that previous version of me? And often I think this is the problem. We don't want to let go of that. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's known. I know it. It's known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. If I want to dive into the unknown, I, I cannot take the known with me. Right? <laughs> I'm going to take some of the known just in case. Mm-hmm. No, I got to let it go. Mm-hmm. And it seems true. Very much. Right? And I can explain why. Right? I can explain why I am in this situation, why I feel the way I feel. And the explanation has always something to do with, or everything to do with, the situation, other people, circumstances. Right. Life. Yes. Doing it to me. Right.
1: Maybe not ask. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was reading the when Buddhas are truly Buddhas they don't know they're Buddhas, remind me of a story that I'm not sure where I heard, but of the what's the insect that have like many feet? Millipede. Oh. It? So, so, so the 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 millipede. Oh, it. No, it's not the millipede. It. Yes, the story of the millipede. Yes. So he was walking it was walking, and then another insect came over and said, "How can you walk with so many feet? How do you?" Put one first and the other one second. And then at that moment, it made that him, like, start thinking about it. And he couldn't walk anymore. Yeah, and he died. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, 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 you have to say <laughs> he died. Well, he died. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, if Buddhas know they're Buddhas, then they're no longer Buddhas. Like, I don't know. That analogy came to my mind. Like, yeah. yeah, that's it. Because yeah. that's being yourself. Like, you don't think about how do I be? of myself, you just
0: yourself. But, anyway. Well, when you look at also the, the story of Adam and Eve, right, eating the apple, knowing, wanting to know, bringing knowing into not knowing, right? So, you know, it's a story, right? But then going from heaven to hell, right? Same place. Yeah. But I want to know. Once I, I get into that realm, then, yeah, it's difficult. So all these stories are telling us, are guiding us to the same realization. Right? So to not know, there's no way to, the bottom line is there's no way to know because any knowing in that way is separating, is creating subject and object. And it's chopping up reality. The knower and the not. Anybody else want to add something to that? Or? That's uh,
4: that's the title of Krishnamurti's book. What's that? The Knower in the Known. Really? Oh, that's a good title. Who was also very much involved with the same discussion? Yeah,
0: yeah. Right, and that's the investigation, right? That's what we need to investigate. Not take it face value. Not well, okay. Dogen said so. Now I'm gonna take this as my. Uh, Sutra for life, or whatever, right, or whatever I'm going to believe in. But to actually look at it, is it possible to know in the way I want to know? Is it possible? It's not that I don't think it's not because we haven't tried hard enough. We try a lot, right, and many before us have tried. And if it did work, I don't think we'd be doing this, right? It would be a waste. And if it did work, then the world would be in a different shape. Right? Because a lot of action, a lot of what we do, comes out of that fear or that refusal to, to accept reality as it is. And separating, subject and object. So, uh, so I'll read from Okamura a little bit. <coughs> but that, he said, in Zazen, our practice is to let go of our fabricated mental gap. Right, so that's the separation of certain object. To open up the hand of thought and thereby sit down on the ground of reality. Thinking can only produce a distorted mental copy of the world. And this copy is based on karmic experiences. Zen is not a method of correcting the distortion of our conceptual maps. Instead, We just let go of the map and sit down on the earth of reality. It's beautiful words. It's very clear, right? So we let go of our distorted conceptual, of the distortion of our conceptual maps. And instead, we we sit down on the earth of reality, allowing reality to support us, rather than the distorted map that we have in our heads, right? So the script, the distorted map, is the script that we have in the head, the commentator. That's what we listen to. That's what we obey. But when we sit down on the ground of reality, then we can trust because it's supporting us. Right now, it's supporting us. And then when it's supporting us, then there is this... We can relax into it, actually. We can really allow it to come out and carry out the self Towards practice enlightenment. That's what that is. The ground is carrying you towards, not that somewhere else, but to recognition of practice enlightenment. Maybe that's better. So, through the practice of Shikantaza, he says we, we simply sit without doing anything, and there is no way to judge whether the zazen I sit today is good or the zazen I said yesterday, was bad. And that's something that we often do. We get into this. We get into, well, that was a bad period. Or I'm bad, or whatever. Somebody is bad and something is good. And what's good is not here, so then here's the gap. right? So to not judge by any standard. Right? Whether the mind is busy or calm, we just keep letting go of whatever comes up. We keep the same posture through all mental conditions without being pulled this way or that way. So there is no good or bad Zazen. Because Zazen is always Zazen. And I often tell people on the mat, in Aikido, it's the same thing. Aikido is Aikido. It's not not Aikido when you make mistakes. It's not better Aikido or more Aikido when you flawless. Or when you think you flawless. <laughs> because we realize I thought I flow, I'm floating I thought I'm flowing, but now as a whole even experience 5, 10, 20, 30 years later I thought I was good at it right. anything else before we move on to the next paragraph we good? ok so the next one in seeing color and hearing sound with body and mind although we perceive them intimately the perception is not like reflections in the mirror or the moon in the water are we there same yeah. page yeah okay page 66. so our day-to-day moment by moment experiences all not cannot be reflection of reality right but in the mind it may because of what we create in the mind, it appears as if it is a reflection of something. But you are reality. You are not a lie. So this is the lie. This is the truth, not a lie. Right as we chant it means you are the truth, not a lie. You are not a lie. How could you be? Even even the, the whole process of fabrication is not a lie. Because it all happens within the same reality. So, so it's not something to delete or reject. It's just something to recognize, right? As, as he talked about before, the previous paragraph. But it's something to recognize that the fabrication is also happening on the ground of reality. It's all happening. But life itself is not a reflection, is what he's saying. So they are in reality itself and, and as such we are constantly verifying who we are. So we are being verified and we are verifying who we are and what reality is. So this is the truth, not a lie. But who is not genuine as a person? Not action, not words, not maybe the way we are moving about, but the person itself, himself, herself, is always genuine. Whether or not the person acts based on that genuine aspect is a different story. Because that's what we're working on. But genuine is always genuine. It's always there. In other words, it's not a question. It's not something to ponder. So, any, anything about that? So we're not reflection. We are it. But do we feel like that? And what does it mean to feel like it? Fred? Well,
6: I just don't know. <laughs> no, just, I just don't know what that means. You know. Well how do we feel? How do we
0: move? What are we moved by? What is moving us to make this decision or that decision? Can you can
2: yeah. you hear Kaiser? No.
0: <clears throat> you there?
1: I couldn't hear a question. your question.
0: Big question?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know what that means, so I, like, shook my head. He well, it's not a question, more like a statement. I yeah. don't know what that means. I just don't I okay. just don't.
0: Would you like to comment? Yeah. <coughs> yeah.
4: This is about um, filtering, isn't it? That, um, that we don't have direct access to our senses, and that sometimes we think our eyes are windows, but they're not, and the, the reflection, is supposedly a more direct, um, refl- uh, direct reproduction or representation. Um, but with our senses, we never get uh, anything direct. Our senses are always filtered.
0: Yeah. So you say, in seeing color and hearing sound with body and mind. Although we perceive them intimately, the perception is not like reflections in the mirror or the moon in the water.
4: Right. So it's not like a photograph. It's not like. It's always filtered, it's
0: always rearranged or distorted. You can't get a direct sensation. So, how do we? So, how do we? Right, so he's he's stating something, right? right? So, to see that we are, as he was saying before, right, to see that we are creating this or to see that mechanism is realization. That's what he was saying before. That we have to recognize that almost always we are under that, under the, uh, the, the influence or the influences of that mechanism. Mm-hmm. But to see that is recognition, is realization. Is that how I that
1: word?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, okay. okay. So I recognize, how do I recognize I am? It. like It's like that's the saying, like fake it until you make it, like it becomes an intellectual thought first and then eventually, like that's the thing. Like how because it's easy for me to say, yeah, you know, I'm the <laughs> But to feel, or I'm a Buddha. Yeah. To, from that to there, I mean, I guess that's when it comes to play, but do, do you create that? Because I think by creating that, like I am a Buddha, then, again, you create that knowledge or those uh, expectation. you know, like it becomes a whole story. Yeah, then, then, okay.
0: then you look at, how, what am I saying? Because, yeah. okay, who is listening to that too? Yeah. Right, so for example, we ch- chant it over and over again. Now I return to wonder, <coughs> right? Over and over again we chant that, you know, so we chant Atadipa, right? When you read the words yeah. of Atadipa, that's what it means, I am the light, right? Dwelling that. So we chant chanting over and over again, but it doesn't mean that automatically by chanting it's gonna do magic. But if I chant not seeing it, oh, I gotta go through that again, okay, I'm gonna chant, because that's what we do every time before we see it. If I don't do it this way, then I am starting to go deeper and deeper into something that is beyond what I think it is, right? But what I think it is, is still operating in the background. It may always, read may always operate in the background. But what do I do with it? Yeah.
9: See, the issue is when you are thinking about being a Buddha, you actually conveying your own image of what being a Buddha means. What this is saying is that the image is wrong. The conception of what you think Buddha should be is what you need to let go. Because whatever this is, it's of with all the stuff that has it, with you know, like all the confusions, all the evolutions and all the realization. So what we what happened to us is that we get stuck on wanting to get to this Buddha food, which is a different thing than what it is right now. And that is uh, that is where kind of you know, we we feel that we need to get somewhere or we need to do something to get somewhere. But, uh, but that's, that's how, I, how I try to kind of shed a different light to it. It's like, OK, how every time I think you know, that there is something else, how, how I shed the light on saying, OK, why is I'm attached to this concept of this? Subject. And that is what is driving me to a different direction. When the recognition here, what it's saying is, like, whatever this is, it's already but to, to
0: not want to know it in the, in the way I wanted to know it. To not want to know it in the way I want to know it. You say, how do I know? Well, how do you want to know? Right? You cannot just go to look for the answer without examining the question. Right? Because if we don't examine the question or who is asking the question, then it's a loop. We're never going to get out of it. Not get out of it, but we're never actually going to break through anything. Because... Well, I'm looking for the answer. But who is asking the question? I look for the answer. And if I don't verify that which is asking, who's asking, then I assume that this is real. And I'm looking for that based on the real. But what this is asking us, or what Christ is asking us to do, is look at that. Is that which is asking real? In the sense that, yeah, well, I feel it. So that's real, right? I may, I may say that. But again, you know, why am I saying that this is wrong? Why am I judging this as not correct or wrong or this one as wrong and another version of it, a later version of it as the correct one? Because I'm painting it, I'm creating an image of it and I'm going towards the image of it. Right? Mm -hmm. But who's saying that's wrong? Who's saying you're not? Well, somebody is saying they were not. Right? So we have to verify Anybody else, so can you move on or yeah. No, just okay. non conceptualization of
3: everything around us is non-separation.
0: Right. right. Good, yeah, because essentially that's what it to non-separate. You remember the story uh, from a couple of weeks ago from the Quan uh, Yajna Tada, that king who was looking for himself in the mirror and he couldn't see his head, right? So he was running all around like crazy looking for, you know, not knowing what happened, right? But you know, all you have to do is just stop and look. Because the fact that the mirror did not reflect the face or the head didn't mean that it wasn't (coughs) there. But he was looking for it in a reflection. And isn't that what we do? I mean we create an idea, a reflection of Buddha, Buddha. And we look for ourselves in that reflection. Or we create a reflection of ourselves as the one who is not a Buddha. Either way, he's walking around without a head, looking for the head. you go look for a heard that, dog.
4: Yeah? Um, we have a dog visiting. We don't normally have a dog. Uh, the dog's visiting, and um, it's interesting sometimes to, um, to have the dog there because if the dog has Buddha nature, this thing that I'm striving to attain is to become <laughs> the dog, and so it's helpful to have this representation of me, uh, which is much different than sometimes the other representations that we create about what it means to be a Buddha. Um, so what it means to be a Buddha is to be smelling other dogs and to <laughs> um, be doing all of those nice doggy activities. Um, it's nice to have different representations available.
0: Right, and then you know the difference is we don't pick up the leg and pee on a tree, so right because that would be <laughs> maybe some do, but <laughs> uh, but uh, but again the the point is to be uh, uh, to be a Buddha as a human in the same way that the, the dog is a dog, right, or tree is a tree, or bird a bird, or fish is a fish, right. So what does it mean? What does it mean for human to to act like a Buddha? or let's put that aside, to act in alignment with reality. Right? We know what it means to act n- not being in alignment with reality and we know that pain and suffering that we create many second errors that we create as a result of that. That we know. Okay, well, how else can we do it? How else can we function? So, when one side is illuminated the other side is dark that's uh in the fifth uh, chapter so i back to what kukumura said in buddhism uh the one total reality can be viewed from two sides or two sides reality is a collection of multiple individual things sentient and insentient right that's the relative truth and is a unified and universal reality and by nature includes multiplicity and in its entirety, a unified reality that is equally and fully reflected through each thing, sentient and essential, which is the absolute reality. So, now if we understand that reality includes both perspectives, we can see that our lives are both individual and universal. So, when one side is illuminated and the other side is dark, means that when when we say self, all the all beings are included. All beings are in the dog and do not appear in our minds and speech. When we say all things, self is still there, but it is in the dog, so it does not appear in our minds and speech. A separate reality. It may be a little difficult to to uh, to see, right? But the, the point is that because everything is included, does not I mean, the fact that everything is included doesn't mean that everything always appears in the same way. Right? So, maybe when we sit, right? When we sit, then we experience oneness with all things at times, right? We experience body and mind drop away. No body, no mind, no gaps. Right? And then sitting is over and we move from that sitting into acting, into moving. We have to uh, acknowledge the other. We have to acknowledge point A and point B. Although there is no point A and point B, there is point A and point B. Because that's what is being illuminated at that time. So it's not that Zazen is not active, it's just that it is in the dark in a way, or or the experience of Zazen. So we have to see that we are both aspects at the same time but yet not Feeling both aspects in the same way all the time. One aspect or the other aspect, but same diamond, different facets. So, um, for example, if we say my toe, right, in a way the body is in the dog, right? The body as a whole body is in the dog. It's not that the toe is not the body, but we're, we're not looking at the whole body. All at once, we're looking at the toe, which is which is the body. When we say the whole body, we're looking at the whole body, but the toe is included, we're not seeing the toe at that moment. So we can say that the toe is in the dog. Does that, does that work? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean? What do we do with it? How do we actualize?
3: The question is how do we act, act in a non-self-centered was,
0: way? What does it mean? Right. Does like it not, help?
3: not treat others as, as uh, people can, we can use to achieve or attain certain things or certain objects or ideas.
0: Also, also, it means to not reject all one, to understand yes. all one, but also to not reject the uniqueness. To understand that all one does not mean no uniqueness, right? No individuality. And to understand that individuality includes all things. So then we don't fall to either side. We don't get trapped by either side.
4: Sure.
0: I am all things, yet I am all things in a very specific and individualized way. Nobody will ever, ever live your life. Nobody will repeat that. Yet everybody's been doing it and will keep doing it all the time. So,
7: is this the the same thing like, you know, we we have flowers, we have weeds, sometimes we have to weed the, the weeds out of the driveway and we
0: just do it? Yeah, and the flower is a weed. I mean, the weed is a flower and the flower is a weed, although they don't look the same, right? If we hold on to one and reject the other, then we don't understand what you're saying has to do with understanding that the individuality includes all things. Yes. Right. So then we get beyond our preferences. But
7: mm-hmm. sometimes you will move away, so you will have to weed the weeds out of the driveway because to clean it up, guests are coming, whatever. Yeah, But, but that doesn't mean that you reject no. any of the whole, which are the plants.
0: It doesn't mean, but it may be. Yes. Right. Okay. Anything else? Well, we chant also in Sandokai, right? The light and darkness are a pair, like the food before and the food behind the walking, right? So light <coughs> and darkness are a pair. So what is in the dark? So form and formlessness, right? Everything co arises co-exists, and co-dependent, right? It's not a way of jumping between the one to the many and back to the one which may seem this way at times. And that can be uh, daunting. I guess the
3: question is how do you experience separation and unity in in your experience?
0: Right, how do you build a seamless monument? Mm -hmm. Some of you remember that call, right? How do you you, uh, function seamlessly with both, well, with, with, with this understanding? Or from this understanding, not with. From this understanding that it's neither the one No, the many.
1: It's like the jungle. Like I went to the jungle once and the shamans were saying like how the jungle is the jungle. We need the jungle because it's the the lungs of the planet. But it's a lot of trees, but none of them are alike. Like they're completely different. And he was explaining how in front of a poison tree or plant, if you go in front of it, it always grows the the antidote, mm-hmm. so it was kind of explaining, and then he was trying to through nature, I guess, but to explain how we need everything, but now that everything is there, I means for example, if you're sick, let's say you have a stomachache, mm-hmm. yeah, the jungle is there for us, but in this specific moment, there's this specific tree. That needs to come with that expression or whatever medicine he has to help, right? Mm-hmm. So, I was just thinking that in terms of people, we're expressions of, of life and, and light and all the things that we talk about. So, but sometimes because of that beautiful, like I would say, beautiful uniqueness, yeah. sometimes I do, I see it through one person, and you, because we remind each other of yeah. who we are, I okay? guess, somehow. So it's like sometimes it's this tree that I'm like, oh, wow. So sometimes it's that tree, you know, it's just like, yeah. and that helps, at least helps me to see. But that, you know, see that, that we, we are nothing without one another, and at the same time, we have different ways of expressing, but that doesn't make us different in terms of separation. Right, and what doesn't, who
0: doesn't and what doesn't reflect, uh, uh, actualizes the same reality, the same beauty, right? Everything and everybody is actually uh, showing the same beauty, right? Uh, Expressing the same beauty. Now, it doesn't really be like all expressions, right? Yeah. yeah. But But still, all expressions expressions are expressions of that. Right? The ugly ones as well. Yeah. So, So,
1: what's ugly? Because what is ugly for you may not be (laughs) ugly. Right. (laughs) Right. Right, but then, you know, but <laughs> That's yet, a perception though.
0: Yet it doesn't mean there are no preferences but within the preferences there's also the recognition that although I personally may not like that oh, yeah. it doesn't mean this is not reflecting the same what I like See, because what I like is expressing the same thing that that what I don't like expresses. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's like the, a tree, they're bringing oxygen to me whether I like the tree and I like to sit and look at it whether I think it's an ugly tree they both are doing the same pur- they have the same purpose yeah. in life itself, I guess. I mean, that's how I saw it at that moment. I'm like, wow, I would call yeah. this tree because I don't like it, and then, but if you really look at it, it's really doing the same thing the other tree is doing. It's just what I, how I see it. Probably, It's yeah. just
3: like forms as an expression of, all, all forms as expressions of formlessness. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, because then, what's the option? I mean, we can look, and maybe we should. Right? We are asked to look and verify on our own. Did you want to say something? I'm, go go, so. I'm good. You're
5: good.
0: <laughs> so tell us how you got there. <laughs>
6: Straight
0: <up>. ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. So we're going to move on to uh, the sixth one. To study the Buddha way is to study the self, and this is a very uh, worn out, very known statement of Dogen. Uh, what, What page? 75. 75. So to study the Buddha way is to study the self, to study the self is to forget the self, to forget the self is to be verified by all things. To be verified by all things is to let the body and mind of the self and the body and mind of others drop off there is no trace of realization that cannot be grasped we endlessly express this ungraspable traceless trace of realization so to study what does it mean to study the buddha way is to study the self right how do we understand what is a study of the self right so you know conventionally maybe we think that he's talking about delving into our personal detailed history right you know what what did i what, what did i go through what were the influences that uh, that i was exposed to when i was a young child or my parents or whatever right so it seems as if he's talking about making calm right but and then this is what i am and i'm going to explore that i'm going to study this but even if we do study that, and you know, many of us maybe have, uh, through years of diving into uh, deep emotional knots or years of uh, psychotherapy uh, work, right, sessions, and, and maybe we, we actually get to know a lot about what that self is, but now what? Does it actually do anything other than give us some details of what happened up to this point? Does it free us from anything, is the question, right? So, so now the second line, he says, to study the self is to forget the self, right? So if we look at the first line by itself, well, I'm going to study myself. Great, it's a self-help kind of uh, section in the, in the library or in the bookstore, right? So I'm going to study this one, well. I'm going to understand our work, how this operates, I'm going to understand the ins and outs of what triggers me and I'm good to go. And then he's saying, forget about it. Meaning, forget about everything you know about yourself. Well, maybe you spent 5, 10, 20 years studying that self. Now forget about it. Which is a big step, I think, going from I know what I need to study to well, maybe I don't know what I need to study. Or maybe I should let go of what I think I need to study. Right? But that's this is, this is the... Uh, the The radical, in a way, the radical process we have to go through between what we think the practice is to what the practice actually is, going from the known, which, which has to do with the details of our lives, to the unknown, which has to do with forgetting the details of our lives. Right? To forget the self. Now, this is, again, going back to what he said before, the difference between operating on reality and having reality operate upon us. So reality is working through us rather than we work through reality. So, let's just take a few minutes to look at that and then we move on. Yeah?
3: I thought it was interesting uh, the way um, he describes the author, yeah, Okamura, yeah. describes uh, the word study um, in Japanese, right, is to become intimate with. So we mm-hmm. study to obtain, Not in America here we study uh, to obtain knowledge mm-hmm. and to grow and expand our knowledge and what we know. And, so we can tell other people and inform other people. But mm-hmm. this this form of studying I thought was really interesting. It's, it's really to become intimate with, like a bird studies flying um, mm-hmm. by watching its parents and just doing this over and over again, by like getting used to it and flying and using the wings.
0: Actually, let, let's look at that, let's look at what he said because uh, it, it's good, he's timing it with, uh, with the character also. Uh, he says, the original Japanese word uh, translated as "study" in this sentence is narao. Narao originated from the word uh, nareo, which means to get accustomed to, to become familiar with, to get used to, to become intimate with, right? Which is what you are pointing at, mm-hmm. the intimacy of study. So narao reflects, refers to a more more than simply the intellectual study of something. Now, he looks at the Chinese character of Narao. He says the upper part of the kanji character is the symbol of wings of bird. And the lower part means self. So Narao is to study something in a way a baby bird studies flying with its parents. From birth, a baby bird possesses the potential to fly, but it must watch its parents to learn how to actually perform the action of fly. And this is to illustrate this point, we can think of the relationship between a runner and the act of running. When we think of this, we realize that no runner, the runner is not separated from the act of running. Right? A runner and running are one and the same. So, if the runner becomes separate from running, then the runner is not running. If this is the case, the runner can no longer be called runner since a runner is defined as one who runs. Right? So to study, in this case, to be intimate with, to study what is and not what is not, to study the, the, uh, the inherent. So now, in relation to the bird, the example of a bird, the bird has the potential to fly, but you know, if it doesn't know that, or if it doesn't trust that, it may spend its entire life walking. Is is, it's is not that what we do, right? I mean we, we have the potential to fly and we walk around and we suffer the consequences of not using our wings. Yeah. Is that synonymous with Buddha nature? Is that is that what it Buddha is, that's Buddha what he's talking about. Right? That's what he's talking about. Right, Buddha nature. So everybody's endowed, everybody is a Buddha. But how many people? In the Buddha actually talked about it. And he said everybody can, but most will not. Right. So the fact that we are born as with the potential to recognize something does not mean we will recognize it. But not recognizing it doesn't mean we will not it. But we live by not recognizing it, or we live by recognizing
1: it.
3: Right.
0: But that's the difference.
1: Where are the parents? <laughs> Where are the birds to look at to learn how to fly? Isn't that what we are doing? Yeah, exactly. That's the case but I'm saying it's a bird doesn't go to places and No, but the bodhisattva
0: true. But the bodhisattva as the
1: like, years operates in the world. Yeah.
0: Right? The bodhisattva uh, is not somebody who is secluded within the walls of center and never gets out, or never allowed to get out, on <laughs> and about. Right? Bodhisattva operates in the world, and influences the world, Not maybe not so much verbally, but shows by flying, but shows others, Yeah, you can fly too. Great. Well, in the case,
1: let's say that they don't have like a role model, right, like there's still that instinct of, yep. I need to get, like, for example, a fox may not have like a role model at this moment when they're young, mm-hmm. and they walk around and they're like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, you know, what brings them to, instead of eating like grass, mm-hmm. become a hunter and yeah. how does, how do they learn to hunt? And that's really like part of the instinct of not knowing, but just doing, so
0: the instinct to become a, to, to act like a Buddha, right? To realize is there, right? I mean, it's fine. We can go along with that. The instinct is there, right? So you know, we call that bodhicitta. There is a term for that, right? Term for everything. So we call it bodhicitta, right? This is that uh, wanting the way-seeking mind. It is called the way-seeking mind, right? So it's there, but unless we pay attention to that, unless we nurture it, we care for it. Uh, unless we create the, the womb of the Buddha, so to speak, right? Then it's not going to manifest. Uh, Bodhidharma talked about that, that it is almost impossible without being guided, without having a teacher and having a sangha and having a community and having a practice. Primarily having a practice. W- without uh, working with a practice and trusting it, that the practice will bring out the true colors of your being. Right. So, and we'll write those, and that's where practice comes in. Exactly. Not to make you what you're not, but to to show you what you are. Yeah.
6: Which is not just our experience of self. So to forget the self means to be verified by the mirror things. And that there's that we have an idea. That we experience a self and that has a certain experience. But it's not the only experience available, although um, when we're unverified, yeah. it's the only experience available. Right. So
0: it's discovering that there is some other kind of experience. But doesn't that begin doesn't it have to begin with messing with the solidity of what you just said? If I don't yes. mess with the solidity of what I think I am, I have to mess with it. Yes, to study it. Right, so that's and why. And then the
6: forgetting is yes.
0: the other, another that's way study. of
6: experiencing.
0: No, no, to study yourself is to forget yourself. It's not study yourself, then forget about it. It's, it's not a, a, a gradual way of do this first, number one, then do number two, then number no, three. but there's
6: a sometimes one where sometimes it drops
0: away. Yes. And it's just a different way of experiencing it. And do it. Yes. Sometimes it drops away. But it, but if, when it drops away, if I refuse to let go of it, then I'm not going to allow it to drop away. Right. Right? If I hold on to it, so if I refuse to mess with it, if I, if I think this is true and this is the only truth and everything I know is exactly what it is, right. then I'm not going to want to let go of it. Right. So that's why to study yourself means to forget yourself. And to forget yourself means to find yourself in the myriad things. So to see you <coughs> in all things. Right? To see you in all things. And that goes against our upbringing. It goes against our society. It goes against everything we are taught to hold on to. Right. I don't know, who greener, who <laughs> I don't know if you are disagreeing or that's what she meant by experience
4: differently. <laughs> is to see yourself to all
0: that Yes. Right. So we that exactly yeah, but there's a jump there. Is what, what I'm trying to say there's a jump there but you know between what I hold on to to enter the what we just talked about is the unknown.
6: Well, you, you can make mm-hmm. the analogy of a, young, of a baby, or a toddler more, yeah. who uh, um, ventures away from the parent and comes back. Goes to the other side of the room, comes back. So like um,
0: yeah. getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Get exactly. Getting used to venturing out from the confine of what I know, the self that I know. right? I, want, I need to venture out, which is Zazen. And not just Zazen, actually. I should say no, all aspects of practice. No, because when you think about the skillfulness of practice, you think about the zazenkar for example. Right. The, the, the unity of doing things together, right? Losing the self to the experience of the one body, as we say, right? Kai or Sishin, the one body moving together, acting together. Now, well, sometimes I don't want to do it, right? I want to wake me up later, I'm going to take a break now, I'm going to go to the room. No, you're not, right? This is what we're doing now. Everybody is doing it, we're one body, right? So even when we are in the room by ourselves, still it's one body working together, right? So then the the entire, uh, all the aspects of practice, work in the same direction, work on the same thing.
4: Interdependence. What? Interdependence.
0: In, interdependence. In, interdependence, right. So it teaches us interdependence origination, which means no separate existence, right? No separate self. And it goes into it later in the boat and the shore, right? Uh, I think it's the next paragraph, which we're not going to get to today, but we will next time. But uh, to, to, to see Okay, to forget the self is to be verified by the myriad things, right? To be nobody, right, is to see that you are everything.
6: To forget the self is to make it possible to be
0: verified by the myriad things. Exactly, right. So, yes, and that's the way to see that. Rather than one, two, three, four, five, right, it is that, it's just that it is requiring me to open up, open up, open up, right? To let go of what I think I know about myself. And to let go also of the fact that I want to control everything. That I think I can control everything. It's even
3: letting go of me as a part of that. I am part of that. Yeah. I am part of that. Right. That. right.
0: Not a part of, like the yeah. toe, for yeah. example. The toe is not a part of the body. It is the body. Because if I said that the toe is a part of the body, well, what is the body? What, the shoulder? I mean, which part is the body?
4: <laughs>
0: right? I, I can't say, well, you know, only when I name all the parts, then I'm referring to the body. But when I refer to the toe, no, well, that's not the body. I mean, we understand it physically because it makes no sense. But it's the same thing. So to forget the toes to be verified by the entire body. but we hung up on the toe we don't see we don't recognize every drop is the ocean as William mentioned last week. We don't recognize that every drop of the ocean is the ocean. We think well all the drops together create an ocean. But then what about one drop? What is our definition of ocean? what is our definition of unity?
2: One
0: How many will it take? Maybe a million, a maybe ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So how many does it take to create uh, one? It's not a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so uh, we got a few minutes, so we're going to just conclude with that. Uh, forgetting the self is dropping body and mind, right? Which is zazen. Forgetting the self is… Now, Zhu uh, uh, Dogen's teacher, said to Dogen that in dropping off body and mind, we are freed from the five desires and eliminate the five coverings. The five desires are desires that arise in the mind as a result of contact with objects of the five sense organs, right? So, smelling, seeing, touching, hearing. When we see, hear, smell, taste, or touch an object, we may enjoy the sensation and desire more of it. This is attachment. Or, if the sensation is unpleasant, our desire is to avoid it. And since this often is impossible, we become frustrated and angry. So we can see that the five desires and the source of greed, as well as the source, of, are the source of greed. As well as the source of anger. <coughs> the five coverings are, are hindrances that prevent the mind from functioning as a, in a healthy way. The five, these five coverings of the mind are greed, anger, hatred, sleepiness or dullness, distraction and doubt. And in addition to these five. There's also the sixth one, which is ignorance. So, and then uh, in the Shobo monkey uh Dogen said, sitting itself is the practice of Buddha. Sitting itself is non-doing. It is nothing but the true form of the self. Apart from sitting, there is nothing to seek, as the Buddha does. So sitting, it comes back to that, sitting itself is already, right? And how could it not be already if we are always, if it is inherent, if we are born as such? Well, then what do we have to do? Well, we begin by doing nothing. We begin by doing nothing and not moving, so then when we are moving, then we have a better chance of moving from that nothingness rather than moving from something. we we have a better chance of moving from who we are rather than from who we think we are. Which is really where actualizing the fundamental point comes out of, right? We talk about actualizing wisdom. The wisdom of what? The wisdom of what we are, who we are, the wisdom of the truth. It's not complicated, actually, at all. It's just we have to go through all the complications that we create in order to recognize that, at the end of the day, it's actually very simple. But there's no uh, fast forward, there's no jumping ahead. We have to go through all the challenges we create. So, I think we will conclude with that. Uh, do you want to say anything? Add something to that? You're mm-hmm. good? Okay. Anything else? Um, I, I think yeah. I think this chapter of six
2: is most important chapter. Also, awesome. uh, uh, also this is a the part of the uh, Gendai Kowai. And uh, uh, but also I think the uh, Okuma talked a little bit about the uh, Jijio-Zama. Yeah. Jijio is very important. Yeah. So, uh, actually, the Okumura's explanation is, is not fully convinced. So I, I have to dig a little bit of the, uh, Dogen's expression. Okay. So, it, it, it's very, actually, simple. Uh, it may, everything we discussed here makes sense by this Jiju. Uh, so, it means that Jiju means uh, we accept ourselves. So, which means that the... Uh, basically, we, if you think of we, we are just empty but the, uh, all we do is we feel something into it so we think we are different but the, our, our fundamental uh, aspect is just emptiness so we are all the same so that's common the oneness but then the difference between us is, ju- is just experience so if you stay here we just experience different things but that that defines us the, the uh, different person mm-hmm. so in that sense experience and uh, individuality is, is actually much so that's why it's oneness because mm-hmm. We are basically same. Just, uh, just like Logan said, that the horizontal of the time and the body of the space. Mm-hmm. It's just we are in a grid, and we just experience that. So, mm-hmm. um, so experience those are basically important, and, and that's why I think sometimes people irritate you, or some, some, some you have trouble. Then you have to just calm down, stick to the antenna, and exchange the <laughs> true nature. And so that the, uh, maybe sometimes, well, I, it, it just happened last week to me, today, but I was thinking like, uh, maybe there's another way to look at it. So, so just fresh your mind and going back to Shoshin mm-hmm. and look at it in a different way. And you put the antenna and, and you receive and you, you back and forth the signal and it tend to go on faster. sometimes. Yeah. But also I was thinking about the Shikan Taza mm-hmm. that the Okuna uh, talking about us also in, because it's later later the face. Say, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, there's some some story that just, so typically some some sometimes a musician played a lot of music, and uh, but they did practice too much and just getting sick of it, so yes. just uh, drop the instrument, like and that's, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. and uh, then the. Uh, but you know in that person the music is still growing inside even though they dropped the instrument mm-hmm. so when that person feels like they're going to play again and pick up the instrument again actually that person may play even better because more understanding so that's that's the same as a dharma so mm-hmm. if we keep sitting then if we learn those dogen's concept of uh, actuation too much we can drop it basically we can stop it but then just just sitting with a the, the face, then maybe in our mind the Dharma is growing mm-hmm. so that the, if you have a face and trust it, even though you, you're not believing or you're kind of disappointed, but you just said, then it tends to grow inside. But when you come back and pick up the Dharma, like an instrument, it mm-hmm. will pick up. And that also reminds me the, uh, famous poem about, was of the poem, famous poem about the uh, uh, three brothers digging uh, the treasure. Um, do you, do you know? Yeah. So the uh, the the, uh, the the father was very, very a big owner of the farmland and he's about to die and the three brothers, get uh, kids and 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 he's, before he died he said there's a treasure in this this farmland. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I Right, so they so it reminded me that it's, it's it's something that you grow inside. Yeah. So the digging digging and the, in, in in the end he actually got that. Us. it's like our, our body and know, um, so if you believe
0: it and in, even though we don't understand digging and digging, eventually it can be the tree. well and also you know and it's good i'm glad you, you mentioned you and my that it's samadhi right that the, the playfulness of it the aliveness of samadhi right but then going back to samadhi deepening the samadhi and then coming out and actualizing it living it right not hindering it not creating ideas or Allowing the, the samadhi itself to play it through you. Right. right? Well, so that, that reminds
2: me because it is interesting. So, zanmai is actually an old word in Japanese. And, uh, yeah, it, it, as the Okumura book said, zanmai means that you focus on it. You begin, you begin yeah. you focus on it. But modern... But the way we use zanmai is different. So, sometimes we use like a... Let's say you play a game a lot, then you call it game zanmai because you do a lot, but you enjoy it, so you kind of suck into it. Sometimes mm-hmm. using that word, but, me too. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think Zanmai also, so in modern meaning, Zanmai means you're not, you're not just digging into it, but also you kind of enjoy it. So I kind of like that way that the, uh, maybe you Zanmai is also, you focus, but also kind of en- ex- enjoy the experience at the same time. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me more, yeah. Zanmai is, is more modern way.
6: Could Yoshi, could you share that in the email? No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything you said?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, everything. Right. Okay. All right. So you got the rest of Sunday gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <well>, sorry. <laughs> okay, so unless uh, there's anything else we want to add to today, then we're good. We can conclude, and uh, we'll, we'll keep going next time from this. Time. Thank you. Thank
4: you.